Welcome to Seizure Salad with test subject Micah B, a salty, slightly cynical account of neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. I'm going into uh, another sleep study. Turns out the first sleep study I had in June came out pretty much inconclusive. Uh, there's question as to whether there's some things happening deep brain or not, but I didn't register anything big enough to show up on an EEG. So um, my neurology team uh, at UC Health is going to schedule another multi-night sleep study. So I'm going to be at the EMU. Now, the first time I went, I, they sent me down because the Anschutz um, unit was still closed. And so they sent me down to the Highlands Ranch, which is a satellite unit, not, not necessarily their pre-surgery monitoring unit. This was for people with ongoing, unoperable type of seizures that were more non-epileptic, but some of them were. Uh, so, that, so I was in there hoping that Something might happen, and if not, at least they get me off the horrible drugs I was on and get me onto a new new set under supervision. So I get it. Um, but nothing happened there. And so now I think they want to keep me into the long-term sleep study where they don't just keep you for a set five days. They're going to keep me in there until I have enough seizures that they get the information. So mm -hmm. that's a pretty long aside. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you. What is, because I'm pretty sure the, the EMU in the Anschutz campus is open now, but as of now, do you have any idea of what their visitation policy is at the moment? Yeah, so I, uh, as part of my role as the outreach manager, I typically will go into different epilepsy monitoring units. You do that, um, you do that too? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there, I'm trying to think, uh, I think I was about to start in a, a fifth hospital right before COVID hit. But, um, so yeah, I was, I was going to, you know, children's hospital and then, um, some different hospitals for adults across Denver. And I would go into their monitoring units and I would just speak with patients. Uh, sometimes they were newly diagnosed. Um, sometimes they'd kind of, uh, been on this path for a while, but we uh, will bring kind of a, a backpack to Children's Hospital that has a lot of different resources for parents or a, a folder for the adults. And just, yeah, kind of let them know that we are a resource and we're, you know, different programs and things that we have. But, uh, yeah, since COVID hit, I, I haven't really been doing that. And I'm, I'm still just kind of waiting to hear back from hospitals you know, on what their volunteer kind of visitation policy is. Um, but we are still giving the hospitals backpacks and folders for their kind of unit staff to be able to, to give to uh, patients. But really cool. yeah, so it's, that's another part of my job. That's, you know, really great. You know, sometimes I'm one of the first people after they get a diagnosis from the medical team that is able to say, Hey, we're here from you. We're here for you. And, uh, you're not alone. So yeah, it's a really important part of what we do. So yeah. Nice. Nice. And I get pretty lonely sometimes. Of course I, you know, my whole family, my son, everybody is over in Glenwood Springs and I'm over here going through the treatment. I do have family and loved ones over here. I can't deny that, but it, 
it has been difficult with the COVID and the visitation and stuff and um, mm-hmm. being away from even certain people. I would love it if, you know, my son could take some time out of school and come down and do that and stuff. But it's tough for them, too. Mm-hmm. So it's I appreciate what, what you do. And so many people um, aren't as fortunate as I am in, in that they don't have that support group or their loved ones are, are way far away and can't, can't afford to get out to help them. So the role that you play is vital to the patient. You've been in so many, I've only done one sweep study, but, um, and, and my view of it, of course, is entirely subjective because I was like coming off of one seizure drug and getting put on another. So I have mixed memories of it actually, mm-hmm. but explain, explain to, uh, explain to our friends and, and neighbors out there, uh, the, the epilepsy monitoring unit real quick. Yeah. So the epilepsy monitoring unit is, is a really valuable tool for doctors to uh, help develop a treatment plan. But, you know, from the, the patient side of it and kind of understanding what you're walking into is, can be really uh, tough to kind of, you know, wrap your head around. It's, it's the only time that, you know, we're really hoping for a seizure to happen. And so that can cause, you know, a lot of anxiety. They'll, um, there might be, you know, sleep deprivation or they'll take you off your meds just because they really want to provoke a seizure to happen so that they're able to kind of pinpoint where that seizure is originating from in the brain because that, that might dictate the treatment plan or, you know, just how they're able to help different different meds and things like that. So it's a very, very bizarre kind of concept of walking into it, you know, Ooh, like really hoping for a seizure, but uh, yeah, we always just hope that our clients are able to, to leave with, you know, more answers and, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of times for different monitoring units, um, it is more so often than not required that you stay in the room and so, yeah, definitely pack lots of things to do and keep yourself occupied because it, it can be a long stay sometimes. <laughs> I, I learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. I learned that the hard way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been in some children's hospitals um, in other states where sometimes uh, the kids are can put their kind of like leads into a backpack and then they can go to the playroom every once in a while. But yeah, I think most of the time you're pretty confined to the room because there's also the video component. Um, so they can, you know, kind of document what the seizure looks like. So yeah, there's a lot of elements to it, but it's, yeah, it, it's a really important part of the, the treatment process. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was a really good way of putting it and yeah. much more, much more descriptive than I would have, I would have said. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wendy, thank you so much for your time today. Um, we covered some great topics this afternoon, and if you're up for it, I'd love to talk about some more stuff. Um, excuse me, hold on. <coughs> uh, my uh, tension tamer tea went down the wrong windpipe. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's. I, I cut myself down to like half a cup of coffee a day and then one cup of decaf, and then I mm-hmm. switch over to uh, tension tamer and throat coat. Quick aside there, we get back to the to uh, the topic. Is there any is there anything? <clears throat> oh man, 
definitely went down the wrong throat. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, is there anything we missed that you'd like to get out right now? Because we can always go back and kind of, um, so long as I'm not in the in the sleep study, I'm a resource for you guys, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I think we covered a lot of uh, great stuff today. I think another thing that I, I sometimes hone in on in, uh, during trainings is that, uh, you know, again, like I said, Hollywood likes to kind of glorify or hone in on certain parts of what epilepsy looks like. And so, um, yeah, just educating the community on the fact that no one's journey is the same. Um, you can't compare anyone's epilepsy to, uh, anybody else's, you know, there's no one size fits all when it comes to a treatment plan. There's no one size fits all when it comes to, you know, maybe a mental, mental health plan. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that also relates back to, you know, kind of your journey and, you know, when you were ready to, to talk about it and, um, kind of, get your voice out there. You know, some people that can take years. And so it's just, everyone is, is at a different place. Um, and so, yeah, there's just, there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, you know, I'm, I've been a broadcaster and, and voiceover producer and MC, um, my entire adult life. So this was pretty much the natural way I knew how to deal with this. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. This was great. Um, and if you have any questions, um, if you have any questions, follow-up questions or anything like that, you want more information, uh, again, feel free to give a call to the, um, to the uh, Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Uh, the phone number is 303-377-9774 or uh, get online for more information as well epilepsycolorado.org. If you have any questions or feedback for me, feel free to get online and leave me a message. Uh, Seizuresalad.org is the website. If you uh, you have anything really personal that you want to address and you don't really want any outside ears for it, email seizures at seizuresalad.org. Seizures at seizuresalad.org. It goes nowhere else but my personal email. Uh, I don't gather contact lists. I don't gather any kind of uh, information. Uh, I don't sell anyone's information because this is for you and this is for me. And it's not for anybody else. So keep that in mind. Seizuresalad.org. Seizures at seizuresalad.org. That's for me. And one more time. For the uh, Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado, it's epilepsycolorado.org, and uh, give them a call. One more. What, I'm I'm a big on on giving information, Wendy. <laughs> Their phone number three zero three three seven seven nine seven seven four. This has been Wendy Kogel uh, from the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado, known as EFCO, and uh, their community outreach manager with. Your host in electrostatic meets hack, Micah B-Side. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. Be good to each other. Be kind to each other. Drive fast. Take chances. Unexpect the expected. And remember, sometimes it's not in your head. Take care of each other. Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. 
Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat. Just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember, unexpect the expected and that it's all in your head. <laughs>